Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. In this bulletin, a poll shows support for the Indigenous Voice to Parliament has slipped to its lowest point. Minister for Health and Aged Care Mark Butler says a voice to Parliament would improve health outcomes for First Nations people. And police in Darwin charge a woman with a gravated assault over an attack on Chief Minister Natasha Files. Poll in the Australian newspaper shows support for the Indigenous Voice to Parliament has slipped to its lowest point yet. The online survey of 1,239 voters between September 18 and September 22 found only 36% of responders intended to vote yes on October 14. The poll suggests a, sh- suggests a shift toward the no vote among women and younger voters. Liberal MP Dantehan has told Sky News Anthony Albanese should consider calling off the referendum in its current form. What I think we need the Prime Minister to seriously consider doing is now pull this referendum. Sadly, I think uh, on referendum day, uh, what we're going to see is the Australian people say to Anthony Albanese, you've messed this up. Federal Minister for Agriculture Mary Watt says this would mean losing an important chance to listen to First Nations people and make positive change. Having this voice established is to listen to Indigenous people about what will work on the ground and get better results. So if we were to pull it or to say no, it's just closing the door on the opportunity for change. Uh, I have no faith that the coalition um, actually support coming back to the drawing board. It comes as remote voting on an Indigenous voice to Parliament begins across Australia today, Monday, September 25, enabling the first votes in the referendum to be cast. 61 teams will be on the ground in the most remote parts of the country, eventually covering 750 voting locations in the lead-up to the referendum on October 14. In the meantime, Minister for Health and Aged Care Mark Butler says a voice to Parliament would improve health outcomes for First Nations people. It comes after more than 125 health organisations released a public letter in support of a year's vote in the upcoming Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. Mr Butler says a voice to Parliament provides an opportunity to find new ways to address systemic issues of disadvantaged and poor health for Indigenous communities. Working in health, you understand more than any other sector perhaps of the entrenched disadvantage uh, being experienced day in and day out by First Nations people. Uh, There is no area of policy, I don't think, more important than health and where a voice to, uh, to the Parliament and to the Executive from Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people would be more valuable than in health. And you can find comprehensive information about the referendum by visiting the SBS Voice Referendum portal, sbs.com.au slash voice referendum. Police in Darwin have charged a woman with aggravated assault over an attack on Chief Minister Natasha Files, who had a cream-covered pancake pushed into her face. 
police will allege the 56-year-old attacked the chief minister at the Nightcliff Market on Sunday morning. She will face court on October 10. Treasurer Jim Chalmers is today set to release the federal government's employment white paper, its roadmap for the Australian labour market. Dr Chalmers says that, that nine initiatives will be outlined to keep unemployment as low as possible, including key measures to address barriers women face in participating in the Australian workforce. The policy document is the result of a year's work following the Jobs and Skills Summit last year in September. It comes as new record high was set with the participation rate data from last month with 66.9% of Australians up from 67% either working or actively looking for work in August with the unemployment rate at 3.7%. CEO of the Australian Chamber of Commerce and Industry Andrew McKellar told SBS News he will be looking to see measures to boost productivity and lift the labour force participation rate. If we want to keep those unemployment levels at the very low rates that they are now, then we have to really focus on how we are going to drive productivity higher, uh, encourage people to invest more in skills, and also encourage people to participate uh, in the labour market, uh, whether they are young people coming into the labour market for the first time or whether they are senior Australians who want to keep working for a little bit longer. uh, That's going to be absolutely essential. The Federal Minister for Emergency Management, Mary Watt, has launched a task force to implement a new public safety mobile broadband system to support first responders during disasters and emergencies. Mr. Mr. Watt announced the task force during his opening address at the first day of the National Bushfire Preparedness Summit in Canberra. The two-day summit brings together Australian politicians with around 250 crisis management, response and recovery specialists. Mr. Watt says the summit comes at a critical time with the El Nino climate pattern bringing with it increased risk of uh, dangerous bushfires, extreme heat waves and other severe weather events. He says in the latest, in a series of changes made in the last 16 months, a new task force will implement a public safety mobile broadband system to provide better communication capabilities for fast responders. In short, this long-promised but never realised project is about providing better communication systems for our first responders to protect them and our communities. It will provide fast and secure voice video and data communications specifically for our emergency services so they can communicate with each other across jurisdictions and during the most challenging conditions. New research is calling for a national clean industry hub program to speed up investment in clean industries and promote regional decarbonisation. The research, released by think tank Beyond Zero Emissions, finds clusters of businesses could save money and create jobs by sharing energy infrastructure, such as transmission lines and green hydrogen pipelines. The report says the Australian government needs to support existing industry and manufacturers to make the switch to clean energy if it is to remain competitive. It finds clean energy hubs would substantially reduce transmission requirements and speed up emissions reductions. French President Emmanuel Macron has said France will withdraw its ambassador and end all military cooperation with Niger after a military coup took place there in July. 
France will pull its 1,500 French troops currently stationed in Niger out of the country by the end of the year. It comes after a military junta seized power in Niger on July 26, deposing President Mohamed Bazoum. Mr. Macron says the de facto authorities do not share France's commitment to fight terrorism and the withdrawal of troops will begin in the coming months. France has decided to bring back its ambassador, and so, in the coming hours, our ambassador, with several diplomats, will return to France and we are ending our military cooperation with the de facto authorities of Niger because they no longer want to fight against terrorism. The decision follows months of animosity and protests against the French presence in the country with regular demonstrations in Niger capital Niamey. New research reveals stress is impacting the sleep and well-being of Year 12 students as final exams begin across Australia. Online mental health service for young Australians Reach Out surveyed 1,000 students aged between 16 and 25 and has found that half have trouble sleeping as a direct result of stress about the study. And to sport, Wallabies coach Eddie Jones has apologised to supporters after the Australian side suffered a humiliating 40-6 loss to France in the Rugby World Cup. The Australians needed victory in Lyon over their unbeaten pool rivals as barring a miracle that requires Fiji to lose both their remaining games without bonus points, they will bow out. It will mark the first time the Wallabies have ever missed the World Cup quarterfinals with the defeat their biggest ever in tournament history. Eddie Jones told Fox Sports he takes responsibility for the team's lack of consistency. We're all gutted, mate. Um, yeah, I apologise to all the supporters here, everyone back at home. We needed to be far more consistent there, and that's, you know, that's the, the theme of this World Cup campaign, which I apologise for. I'm the person given the responsibility to, to coach the team, and I haven't done it well enough, and, you know, I, I really apologise to everyone back home. Again, I feel the responsibility for it. Um, you know, we're going through a pretty tough time at the moment. You know, whether we've hit rock bottom, I don't know. Um, but uh, I've got to take the full responsibility for that. And having a look at the weather around the country, this Monday, Broome, sunny 33, Perth, also sunny 33 degrees, Adelaide, mostly sunny 24, Melbourne, partly cloudy 21, Hobart, a shower 217, Albury, Wodonga, mostly cloudy 22, Canberra, sunny 25, Wollongong, also sunny 25 degrees, Sydney, similar conditions and 25 as well, Newcastle, sunny 27, Brisbane, partly cloudy 24, Townsville, partly cloudy 27, Keynes, a shower 228, Alice Springs, sunny 33, Darwin, mostly sunny 34, and the Torres Strait Islands, a sunny day ahead and a top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. 